In this episode of the God the Wood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into Acts chapter 5. And by the way, welcome to episode 100. I'm Stephanie Rodnes, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godlywood girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godlywood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godlywood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godlywood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in sisters in Christ. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Godwood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. I'm so excited. I'm giving God glory. I'm giving God praise. I started this podcast October 2019. Honestly, I still have not taken it as seriously as I need to, but I am praying to the Lord Jesus that I can start being more consistent and more active because This is really important. You know what I mean? Like when I think about everything that I do in my business, the things that I love to do, teaching webinars, right? And doing live streams and hosting interviews and things like that are so much fun. But at the end of the day, studying the word of God is where we begin and end on our purpose journey as Christian entrepreneurs. This is the only way we get to know what God really says, right? So it's important. It's important um, not just for you guys, but for me as well to dive into scripture and really understand how God wants me to run my business as somebody who serves him and loves him. So I am praying for every single one of us on this journey out of Christian entrepreneurship. It's not easy easy, (laughs) but it's praise God, one of the best journeys I've ever been on. I I thank God for it every single day. And to celebrate this 100th episode, I would love, love, love uh, to give you girls who listen to this on the day this podcast episode comes out, which is August 11th, 2020. So if you email me at hello at godthewoodgirl.com, my email address is hello at godthewoodgirl.com. If you email me, I listen to the 100th episode. I am going to give you a free copy of my book, How to Make a Sales Funnel That Earns Money While You Sleep. It's a $27 value. Um, and it's a great book that helps you understand how to use sales funnels in your business as a Christian entrepreneur. There are examples in the book. There are descriptions in the book. I actually show you behind the scenes of my sales funnels so you can actually see them and understand how to use this concept in your business as well. And this is just my thank you to you for listening to these episodes, um, even though as, as I've been inconsistent, right, <laughs> you still continue to listen. So I'm so grateful for that. Uh, so anybody who emails me that on today, when this comes out, August 11th, 2020, you're going to get a free copy of my book, How to Make a Sales Funnel That Earns Money While You Sleep. So let's celebrate with a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to record the 100th episode of this podcast. I can't believe it, Lord Jesus. You are so good, Father God. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord Jesus. I pray your blessing over the reading of your word. Help us be able to hear what you want us to hear and see what you want us to see. I absolutely adore you. I love you. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And you're beautiful in my pray. Amen. All right, love. So we are leaving off. We're, we are picking up in Acts chapter five today. Remember when at the end of Acts chapter four, Peter and John got out of prison. 
they um, met up with the disciples. They were praying together. And then the um, chapter transitions into how nobody lacked anything because everybody in the first church uh, was sharing uh, resources, sharing properties, selling their properties to make sure everybody had what they needed. So that's what we're picking up in Acts chapter five. We're reading the easy to read version. Verse one, there was a man named Ananias. His wife's name was Sapphira. Ananias sold some land he had, but he gave only part of the money to the apostles. He secretly kept some of the money for himself. His wife knew this and she agreed with it. Peter said, Ananias, why did you let Satan fill your mind with such an idea? You kept part of the money for yourself and lied about it to the Holy Spirit. Before you sold the field, it belonged to you, right? And even after you sold it, you could have used the money any way you wanted. How could you even think of doing such a thing? You lied to God, not to us. Verse five, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Some young men came and wrapped his body. They carried it out and buried it. And everyone who heard about this was filled with fear. Verse seven, about three hours later, his wife came in. Sapphira did not know what had happened to her husband. And Peter said to her, tell me how much money you got for that field. Was it this much? Sapphira answered, yes, that was all we got for the field. Peter said to her, why did you and your husband agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, do you hear those footsteps? The men who buried your husband are at the door. They will carry you out in the same way. Try not to laugh. (laughs) Verse 10, Peter had some shade. Verse 10, at that moment, Sapir fell down by his feet and died. The young men came in and saw that she was dead. They carried her out and buried her beside her husband. The whole church and all the other people who heard about this were filled with fear. Now, when I first read this, um, so I I was telling you guys when we first started studying Acts that the first time I really studied Acts from the entrepreneurship perspective was when I was just a kid. One of my neighbors told me, you know, study it and see how God actually wants you to run your business. So I remember when I read this, I was like, why did they include this in the Gospels? (laughs) Because, you know, a lot of things happened in the beginning of the church that is not included in these books because obviously the books would be like a billion pages long. So they pick and chose what stories they wanted to include. And I'm like, why did Luke decide to include this particular story in the book of Acts? Like, what was the mindset behind it? And I couldn't understand it for a while because I'm like, yo, the people who were just added to the church are now terrified. They're terrified of God. They're terrified of the Holy Spirit. They're terrified of these disciples, right? Who are carrying them out and burying them. (laughs) So you just converted all these people who were in love and excited into this fear-based type of, um, type of vibe. And then I realized the Holy Spirit is trying to teach us something here. That even if Jesus is a God of love and a God of grace and a God of salvation, he is still a God of justice. He is still a God of fairness and equity. Don't lie to him. Don't try to deceive him. Don't come at him like he's not the all-knowing most high God. Even if you are a believer in Christ, that does not excuse you from doing the right thing when nobody is looking. 
And we did a study on the book of Romans here on this podcast. And one of the things that, that Paul repeatedly said in the book of Romans is to do the right thing when nobody's looking. That is a true relationship with God. Doing the right thing, doing what Jesus wants us to do, even when nobody can see it, right? So I feel like in this book, in, in this story, the reason why Luke included it was so that as we as Christians can know to do the right thing, even when nobody's looking, because God is always looking. The reason why Ananias and Sapir wanted to front like they gave all the money to the church was because in the previous chapter, at the end of chapter four, remember, all these other people were selling their land and donated it all to the disciples to make sure they had what they need to share the gospel of Christ. So Ananias and his wife did this. They lied about it just to get the look. They wanted to look good in front of everybody else. They wanted to be like, ooh, you donated all the proceeds from your land. You're amazing. You're so incredible. That's why they lied. And look what happened. They wanted to look good in front of people. Now they did. (laughs) So for us as believers, especially as Christian entrepreneurs, don't do things just for people to see you and lie to God about what you actually doing. Don't do things trying to front and be like, oh no, I'm doing all this for the Lord. I'm doing all that for the Lord. Look at me, give me the clout, give me the respect. And Jesus knows exactly what the truth is. Don't do that. God is still a God of justice. Yes, we are saved by his blood. Yes, we are saved by his grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have freedom forever because he died on the cross for us. He is still a God of justice. He is still the God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do not test him and lie to him. Tell the truth, like Will Smith says. Tell the truth. <laughs> Make sure you don't try to front for anybody. And us as Christian entrepreneurs, that's what, what Peter was telling him. He's like, bruh, this is your land. You could have decided to sell it and give us 10%, 50%. That was up to you. Nobody told you you had to give 100%. You lied only to deceive yourself. And now look at you. You're laying in the backyard. (laughs) So make sure as Christian entrepreneurs, we tell the truth. We represent actually what we're doing for the Lord in our kingdom. And don't try to front for other people. The Holy Spirit always knows. Verse 12, the apostles were given the power to do many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. They were together in Solomon's porch and they all had the same purpose. None of the other people dared to stand with the apostles, but everyone was saying wonderful things about them. More and more people believed in the Lord and many men and women were added to the group of believers. So the people brought those who were sick into the streets and put them on little beds and mats. They were hoping that Peter's shadow might fall on them as he walked by. People came from all the towns around Jerusalem. They brought those who were sick or troubled by evil spirits. All of them were healed. Amen. Verse 17, the high priest and all his friends, a group called the Sadducees, became very jealous. They grabbed the apostles and put them in jail. Now, you girls remember, in Acts chapter 4, Peter uh, Paul, uh, sorry, Peter and John were put in jail already. <laughs> so this is now the second time. So verse 18, they grabbed the apostles and put them in jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail. The angel led the apostles outside and said, go and stand in the temple area. Tell the people everything about this new life. When the apostles heard this, they did what they were told. They went into the temple area about sunrise and began to teach the people. The high priest and his friends came together and called a meeting of the high council and all the older Jewish leaders. They sent some men to the jail to bring the apostles to them. When the men went to the jail, they could not find the apostles there. So they went back and told the Jewish leaders about this. 
They said, the jail was closed and locked. The guards were standing at the doors. But when we opened the doors, the jail was empty. Verse 24, the captain of the temple guards and the leading priests heard this. They were confused and wondered what it all meant. Then another man came and told them, listen, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple area teaching the people. The captain and his men went out and brought the apostles back. But the soldiers did not use force because they were afraid of the people. They were afraid the people would stone them to death. The soldiers brought the apostles in and made them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them. He said, we told you never again to teach using that name. But look at what you've done. You have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and you're trying to blame us for his death. Peter said, and Peter and the other apostles answered, we must obey God, not you. You killed Jesus by nailing him to a cross. But God, the same God our fathers had, raised Jesus up from death. All right, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Let's pause for a moment for today's sponsor. Verse 31, Jesus is the one God honored by giving him a place at his right side. He made him our leader and savior. God did this to give all the people of Israel the opportunity to change and turn to God to have their sins forgiven. We saw all these things happen, and we can say that they are true. The Holy Spirit also shows that these things are true. God has given the Spirit to all those who obey Him. When the council members heard this, they became very angry. They began to plan a way to kill the apostles. But one member of the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel stood up. He was a teacher of the law, and all the people respected him. He told the men to make the apostles leave the meeting for a few minutes. And then he said to them, Men of Israel, be careful of what you're planning to do to these men. Remember when Thutis appeared? He said he was an important man, and about 400 men joined him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were scattered and ran away. They were not able to do anything. Later, during the time of the census, a man named Judas came from Galilee, and many people joined his group, but he was also killed, and all his followers were scattered. And so now I tell you, stay away from these men. Leave them alone. If their plan is something they thought up, it will fail. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop them. You might even be fighting against God himself. The Jewish leaders agreed with what Gamaliel said, they called the apostles in again. They beat them and told them not to speak anymore using the name of Jesus. Then they let them go free. The apostles left the council meeting. They were happy because they were given the honor of suffering dishonor for the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? The apostles did not stop teaching the people. They continued to tell the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. They did this every day in the temple area and in people's homes. That is Acts chapter 5. And what the biggest lessons that I learned from Acts chapter 5 is that when things go wrong, get up and try again. If they go wrong again, get up and try again. If they go wrong again, get up and try a third time. If you see the heart behind these apostles, especially Peter and John, who had already been in jail, they already had gone to jail. And now the Sadducees hear them and put them in jail again. Who wouldn't be discouraged? Who wouldn't be like, Lord, I'm doing this work for you. 
but I keep ending up in this disgusting prison, right? What's going on? How come this keeps happening? Like, maybe I should stop. And that's what happens to a lot of us as Christian entrepreneurs. As we are trying to grow our business and we're doing this work for the Lord, for the kingdom, to forcefully advance his kingdom in this world, and things go wrong in our business, it makes us want to give up. And we think this is too hard. This is not going the way I thought it was going to go. I tried. It went wrong. I tried a second time. It went wrong again. Now I have to continue trying to do this when everything is falling apart and I feel like people are laughing at me and people are ridiculing me and everybody's rolling their eyes when I say, oh, I have another idea to try because they know I just failed over and over and over again. But look at what the apostles did. Even though they ended up in jail again, did they get quiet? Did they get silent? No. In fact, the angel of the Lord let them out of the prison and said, go teach at the temple. (laughs) And they did. They listened to what the Holy Spirit was telling them. They went to go teach, which got them called in front of the Sadducees a third time. One of the men was like, hey, y'all are looking for the apostles because it wasn't in the prison. They were at the temple teaching, guys. And they hauled them back over. And this time, the apostles got beaten. This time, it wasn't just put in jail. This time, hands were put on them. This time, they had bruises. This time, they were put on the ground and actually hit. But did they get discouraged? Did they give up? Did they say enough is enough? I'm not doing this anymore. No, look at what they said in verse 41. The apostles left the council meeting and they were happy because they were given the honor of suffering dishonor for Jesus. And it continues in verse 42. The apostles did not stop teaching. They continued to tell the good news every single day, sisters continue, continue in what has God and what God has called you to do. Continue into your purpose, into your destiny, into your legacy. If things go wrong, it's because God is preparing you for something else. Don't let it seem like, oh, it went wrong. This is a sign from God. I'm not supposed to be doing this. Sis, if you know the Lord called you to be a Christian entrepreneur, you feel it in your gut, in your instincts, in your mindset, in your, in everything within you, every inch of your body, you feel it. You know good and well (laughs) that God has called you to do this. And just because it doesn't look like it around you doesn't mean it isn't so. I failed so bad in my business, I almost had to declare bankruptcy. And I'm ashamed to say I did give up. I did give in. I wasn't strong like Peter and, and John were. I wasn't, I didn't have that bounce back that I needed. And I did give up for two years. But praise the Lord Jesus, the Lord called me back with a video from Dr. E.T. Thomas. And I'm so grateful for that even to this day because the Lord made that possible for me to be able to come back to him and continue working for him. Don't give up. This is just the beginning. There is something God has in store for you. And there's a reason things go wrong. There's a reason there's failure. It's preparing you for your next level of purpose. Get back to work keep your eyes on Christ and keep moving forward. And if you need help doing that, I have a free find your purpose toolkit um, that'll help you discover who God made you to be on this earth. You can get it by going to purposegift.com. And if you're like, Stephanie, I'm sure I know God called me to be a Christian entrepreneur. (laughs) I have a free find your, uh, I have a free Christian business toolkit 
that'll help you get started with your the five building blocks of what I, I believe truly matter when you're starting a Christian business online. You can get it for free by going to purposegift.com slash business kit. And finally, if you're like, well, sis, I actually don't even know if I'm a Christian. <laughs> I just want you to know you are not alone. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And what that means is that being a Christian is trusting in Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So if you want to make that decision today, it's very, very simple. All you got to do is say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sister in Christ, if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life and nobody can take it out. Get into a Bible-based church in your area and get started getting to know how good God is because he loves you so very much. I always recommend starting reading the book of John. Uh, because it's like the Lord's love letter to you. And we did do a study on the book of John here on this podcast. So if you rewind a few episodes, you can definitely check that out. And by the way, when I say get into a Bible-based church, I mean a virtual church, okay? We're in a pandemic. (laughs) And my loves, thank you so much for watching today's episode. Please leave me a review. Let me know what you think. It definitely helps me in the podcast algorithm world um, to get reviews on this podcast episode. And let me know what you'd like us to study next after we um, finish up with the book of Acts. Sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. So that's it for today's episode of the God the Wood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godthewoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at PurposeGift.com. Thanks for listening, Godly Wood Girl. I'll see you on the next one.